Hello, Internet. Hello, Internets. Welcome to the GG Cast, episode 20. Two, 20, guys. 2-0. That's Work in the content mines. Twice as many as 10. That's kind of awesome. No, this is not a math podcast. This is a video game podcast. As always, I am your host, Brian, here with my best buddy, Jason. How you doing, Jason? I'm doing good. It's uh, it's good to be back. We took a week off, but I'm happy to be back and back in the saddle. You know what or, I'm going to do? What's that? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to open a beer here right now to celebrate 20 episodes. I and love being it. back here talking with you. I think you were just opening it to drown out the sound of your washing machine being done in the background. Well, no, that's just my wife doing womanly things. <laughs> that's fair. That's Come fair. Come and hit me. Come and hit me. Anyway. <laughs> How you been, buddy? It, this, it has been a while since we've done this. Yeah, we took a week off. Last week was crazy. We had um, a lot of the gaming for host stuff going on last week. So I think we both kind of uh, took the opportunity to say, hey, why don't we just take a step back for a day and, and see how it goes? Uh, so we did not podcast last week. I believe you had a bunch of work going on. I had the gaming probe stuff going on, and it was just kind of not convenient, uh, to say yeah. the least. Yeah, being an adult and and helping kids gets in the way sometimes. But you know what? We're back today, so let's do this podcast thing. Uh, I want to start off talking about gaming for hope. Okay. Let, let's let's talk about this. So how'd it go? It went really well, actually. We had um, we did three tournaments. We killed the Apex tournament because. Turns Nobody out, likes that. Yeah, as I say, turns out when you make a game that uh, jumps out of the shoots like really good, and then you don't do anything to fix the game or update the game, uh, by the time the tournament comes around, nobody wants to play it anymore. So there was nobody registered for that one, so we killed that one. But oh had, man, so you're you're telling me that if I had just solo registered, I would have won all the prizes? Yes. Yep. You probably would have. Uh, we had a Fortnite tournament, an Overwatch tournament, and a Hearthstone tournament. Uh, we had a little bit of a, as you experienced, getting to play from the comfort of your own home uh, in our event space. We had a little network problem, uh, which wasn't so great. Um, but uh, as a whole, it, it worked out. We had a good time, and you know, all in all, it was it was a fun time. Uh, we got our you and I and uh, B Rant, who's hanging out in, in Twitch right now, and a couple of our other friends uh, got our butt kicked uh, in yeah. Overwatch. Yeah, we won. We won one round, but the other ones did not go well. Yeah, we won that. We won the first round or the second round. First round we got stomped, raffle stomped. Yeah. Se- second round we won, uh, and then third round was uh, I wouldn't even say it was closer, but it wasn't as bad as the full out raffle <laughs> stomp. But it, it, you know, you know how it went. I mean, yeah, we moved that payload a couple meters at least. Exactly. So, you know, it's a moral victory there. So uh, my career as a professional Overwatch gamer is uh, is not looking up. We'll just say that. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? We had fun. We got to play with uh, the same team as we did last year, which was a lot of fun. Yep. And uh, uh, and the most important part was we raised a bunch of money for kids. So we ended up raising uh, almost three thousand dollars for kids. Dude, uh, that is fantastic. Yeah, that's huge. So I cut him a check for thirteen hundred dollars last year. I'll probably cut him a check for twenty two hundred this year. So. Um, I'm pretty excited about that, uh, all in all. And, you know, $3,000, a lot of it goes into cost goes into, you know, the event space with $500 and advertising and, you know, getting some of the prize stuff. So that's where that extra money goes. But, um, you know, it's, it's really cool to just be able to cut those guys a check and say, here, do with it what you want. Um, so sure. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, And it really is. It really is a fantastic charity too. So yeah, I'll thank def- you everybody that participated. This was uh, another fantastic event, and thank you, Jason, for pulling this whole thing off again. Yep, I uh, I figure I got two or three more in me before I decide to jump off my roof. So uh, we should be able to keep going. We should but be able to keep going. At that point, your son will be old enough that uh, he can take over, right? Yeah, I'm just gonna hand it off to him. Be like, here you go. You didn't sign up for any of this work, but you're doing it. Oh man, so. he'll be like the the John Snow of the charity gaming space. He didn't want that throne, but. Man, it's going to be thrust at him. Uh, maybe. Maybe. Are we recording this before or after the final episode? I don't know. You never... Well, it's definitely after, but we won't get into that right now. Right. Well... Anyway. Yeah. So that's what that's that's what we did for gaming. Let, let's pretend that that is all we have done, unless you have something really exciting that you want to talk about. No, that's pretty much all we did, is we got our butt kicked by uh, all of our teams at Gaming for Hope. Yeah, well... You know what? There's always next year. Yes. 
Absolutely. I started I started in on it already because jumping into news, it's the Overwatch anniversary event. It is. I was uh, I was pretty excited about that actually when I saw it come across. There's uh the, that Winston skin is legit. I the love Roadhog skin is incredible. I didn't see a Roadhog. There's a Roadhog skin? There's a Roadhog skin where his like head is inside some like vat of chemicals and it's now just a skull and stuff. It's amazing. Oh my god, I gotta look at the skin. I, honestly, if I wasn't podcasting right now, I'd boot up. I I, uh, I kind of want to look at the skin now. I didn't even see that skin. I saw the Winston skin. I saw the Farah skin. Um, I saw, let's see, what other ones? There's a crappy Widowmaker skin. Um, you know, there, there's a few I cool Symmetra, skins. But... I, I got a cool Symmetra one that I'm, a, some magician thing that I don't know if that's an old one or a new one. I've never seen it before, though. That's yeah, that's, that's, cool. an, that's an old anniversary yeah. one. Well, whatever. You know what's really cool about it, though? I finally was able to purchase a halfway decent Brigitte skin. So now I'm not going to look like I'm just the default painted green. Did you get the police one? No, the police one's kind of neat, too. But I got the one that's the cool shield maiden one, where she's got, like, a dead wolf on her shoulders and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Then I went on and won a couple comp matches. Nice. Boom. Nice. I like it. But new skins is not the only thing out. They've also uh, finally actually released the workshop, right? Yes, that is officially live now in game, which is pretty cool. I uh, I had a chance to play around with it a little bit when I was on the PTR. I haven't touched it in production yet. I'm sure it's the same. Um, but it was a lot of fun. It's definitely not for the um, uh, we'll call it untalented or unskilled. I mean, it's oh, the def- casuals, the the dirty unwashed yeah. masses. Yeah, the mm. dirty dirty casuals probably shouldn't be jumping in. Um, it's uh, it's a little bit harder to use for sure, but it's super cool the stuff you can do with it. There's there is a mod out there right now that is you play as a Torbjorn turret and you shoot out Torbjorns. Because <laughs> why not? That is so amazing. I want to do, do that. that. Let's do that later. I'm going to do that we'll stream, later. We'll stream a little bit of that later tonight. Sounds good. Yeah, it's crazy. So it, there's a lot of fun stuff going on. Um, someone also built a bastion that shoots bobs. Because um, that's, you know, why that's not? Necessary. Yeah. <laughs> well, just give bastion an aimbot straight up. It just shoots a million bobs out. So That's pretty good. But there's a lot. There's actually a lot of really cool uh, mods out there that the people are building already. Not just goofy things like that. But So yeah, that's yeah, live. I'm, and. I'm, I'm excited to see what sort of stuff comes out of that. Yeah, I think there'll be some really good things that'll come out of that for sure. Awesome. Well, let's stay on uh, more Blizzard talk. Uh, WoW had a 15-year anniversary. Yeah, it's... Uh, 15 it's years? Are you serious? Yeah, it's. Uh, it makes me feel old and also that I have wasted a little bit of my life. Uh, yeah, really? I've played since vanilla, which we'll touch on that in a minute. But... Uh, yeah, 15 years. Uh, they released this like 15 year anniversary pack that you can buy for a hundred bucks, uh, and it doesn't really. How many DVDs does it come on? Yeah, well, no, it's not digital. It's a it's a real life like crate that they send you, and it has like a it has like this cool actually it's the figurines pretty cool that it comes with, um, but it has like this goofy Dalaran pin and some other junk, and it's like whatever. I don't know that I would pay a hundred bucks for it. But the thing I am excited about is the in-game. So uh, if you... And actually, I like the way they're doing this. Um, so it sounds like they're creating a... Um, they haven't really announced how they're going to do it yet, but it's like a portal raid, right? So you go into this room, and you just jump through these portals, and you're going to raid, like, 15 of the old nostalgic bosses, like Ragnaros okay. and Onyxia. More dots! And, sure. you know, all this Leroy Jenkins crap, right? You're going to go do all these nostalgic the best, as they said, best raid bosses in the entire 15 years. And after you beat those, then you get the World Breaker mount, which is literally a mini- miniaturized Deathwing. So you fly around on Deathwing. So that sounds really awesome. Until you remember that any content you would actually want to see right now, you cannot see on a flying mount. Uh, well, they just announced how to completely finalize the flying mount achievement for... 8.2 when it comes out, which actually isn't that bad. I was expecting it to be a lot worse. So you do have a little bit of rep grind. So you have to grind out um, the two new factions to Revered. Uh, and then all you have to do is just explore the locations. So that's kind of nice. But yes, you're right. Uh, I, I'm going to have so, a sweet so ass. So you have to grind out the two new factions 
and all of the old factions from the expansion. Probably, yeah, but right? I'm sorry, but if you're not already revered with those old factions, what the hell have you been doing, Brian? Well, I log in for three hours a week, if that, and I don't think I'm even close to revered with any of them. <laughs> That's fair. All right, well, yeah, you got to grind those factions, but I have a couple two-person mounts, so you can just hop in the back of mine and we'll fly wherever you want to go. <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good. So that's some WoW news. I mean, there's a lot of WoW news. Obviously, they they uh, announced the release date of WoW Classic, which is August 27th. Um, that is something that I am absolutely incredible, incredibly excited uh, to see the how quick that server just falls off. Like hundred million people to three in like six weeks. I bet. Um, no, I'm not not excited about this at all I, I don't know who is i mean there's they're saying there's people that are excited but they clearly don't remember so now i have this rolling three month subscription that i just never actually cancel to to world of warcraft can i hop into wow classic with that subscription or are they going to make me pay some extra subscription to play on a vanilla server nope if you have an active subscription you just download and install so okay, can... yeah, I'm still not going to do that. But yeah. <laughs> right, uh, you said I'm sorry. You said download and install. <laughs> oh my god! No, this is the best part. Guess how big WoW Classic is? How big is WoW Classic? Uh, so for perspective, let's go with yeah. Let's go with let's go with 1.5 gigs. Okay, yeah. I was gonna say World of Warcraft right now is 132 gigs on your computer. Is that how much that stupid thing is taking up? Yep. So uh. WoW WoW Classic is four and a half gigs. <laughs> it's awesome um what was the other thing i wanted oh this was the best thing i saw about the whole thing so that i was i was going through some of the beta uh forum stuff uh and one of the hottest topics right now is uh people are saying that the uh, the elites in wild WoW classic are scaled in inappropriately and so they the People came back and said, why? What do, what do you mean they're scaled inappropriately? And they're like, well, I can't solo this guy from X. And, <laughs> and Blizzard came back yeah. and goes, yeah, no, you can't. And they're like, what are you talking about? I, I'm fully, I'm geared enough and I just can't, I can't do it. It takes like five people to kill him. Yeah, that's WoW Classic. You you yep. cannot, you can't solo Hogger. It doesn't happen. No, 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 no. You could not take <laughs> down Hogger unless you easily outleveled him by like three levels or so. Yeah. And by the way, kited that guy around for a half hour. The uh, the size of World of Warcraft Classic, I said four and a half gigs. Twitch says three DVDs, so <laughs> they're probably right. Uh, so yeah, that's that's WoW Classic stuff. Um, sticking with don't the, play it, anybody. Just yeah, don't play it. Sticking with the Blizzard uh, road we're walking right now. This is something I'm actually excited to get in, and I downloaded it today because I want to try it out. Um, Hearthstone. I haven't played Hearthstone in probably a year and a half now, but their new single-player content, I've heard so many amazing things about, and everybody keeps comparing it to Slay the Spire, which I was like, eh, I've never played it, so I don't know what it is. So then I played Slay the Spire, and I went, I freaking love this game. It's fun. Oh, did you finally? Did you actually pick it up? Yeah, I played it. Actually, it was a while back. I played it. Now it was back when you were raving about it, and so. Um, so yeah, so now everybody keeps comparing this Hearthstone single-player expansion to Slay the Spire, and there's two things I like about that. One, I can't play Slay the Spire on my cell phone. Sure. So there's there's no toilet gaming for Slay the Spire. But Hearthstone is free and toilet gaming capable. That's uh, true. So if, it's, if their single-player is actually Slay the Spire-esque and fun like that, then I might consider... I, and the, the best part is the... Look at you, you're going to be a mobile gamer. No, no, I'm not. Don't even do that. Uh, but the best part is is that uh, the first the first wing of the Dalaran heist, is what they're calling it, is free. So you can try it out, see if you like it, and then it's like, like it's 300 gold for every wing after, or 20 bucks you buy all seven wings. Sure. So, so yeah, if I mean, it's that's, good. That's the model they've kind of been going with for all of their new content for the last couple of years, right? Yeah, give you a yeah. little bit of a taste, and then you can choose to actually buy in if you want to or not. Yeah, so I'm intrigued by that. I'll uh, I'll give you an update next week on if it's any good or not. Yeah, please do. It has uh, been probably at least a year and a half since I ever logged, or since I last logged into Hearthstone. Yeah, uh, it, it. I still have that really like weird spot in my heart for WoW TCG that they just completely obliterated with Hearthstone. I had like six thousand sure. dollars worth of 
trading cards sitting in my closet. Um, so well, whose fault is that? That's probably mine. Yeah. That that is a majority of our Blizzard news. I mean, there was all kinds of stuff that happened with Blizzard on BlizzCon and everything else, as far as like their ticketing system being faulty and everything else. But we're not going to talk about that. They've already been beaten up enough this year. Uh, let's move on. What else do we got? Oh, this piece of news I'm excited for. Um, I don't know if you guys know me or have heard me say anything about this game uh, being remade, but Final Fantasy VII. Finally have some gameplay footage. Finally have an extended trailer. Finally have some new news. It's been, what, like four years since they said anything about this game, which is why I'm a little... Yeah, something like that. Which is why I'm a little nervous to get excited, because they came out and they're like, they showed Midgar, like a Midgar, you know, factory in Cloud, and it was just like this cutscene cinematic and then done, and we got all psyched about it. And four years later, I'm finally seeing gameplay footage. Um... But yeah, they they've announced uh, they have a big announcement window at E3. Um, uh, you know, it's uh, uh, if they pull a Blizzard and come out to E3 and be like, "Yeah, we're not actually done with the game. It won't be out for another three years." Uh, that'd be a really bad move. I'm, you, I'm f- know, you know that this is being made by the company that took like thirty years to make Kingdom Hearts three, right? <laughs> I know. That's why I'm so afraid. Right? Like, I mean, or. Final Fantasy 15 that took a decade and a half to make and then when it came out was crap like why are you getting even remotely excited for this because it's Final Fantasy 7 like you know what's dumb about all of this the stuff that they're announcing is the least important possible thing that they could be talking about oh the ancillary towns that you're going to go into have been fleshed out and feel like a real lived in place you know that was always my complaint about final fantasy 7 yeah. man this magic system and the combat is amazing and the story is really great but when i go into these towns it really feels like this crappy little cardboard cutout i wish that they would remake it 30 years from now and put more people in it yeah that's great. a valid point so yeah. or how about hey it's gonna have real-time combat you can do light attacks and heavy attacks the light attacks don't do shit it's the heavy <laughs> attacks that actually damage things Woo! like the stuff that they're announcing on this is making me so unexcited for this game yeah i will say the one thing that does uh slightly concern me and, and makes me a little less excited about it is the, the new feature everything about it the new feature and i the, quote the, feature all of it uh yeah. the or the real time attacking like the i i turn base you got to play this game turn base like i don't know i don't know I, we'll see how that all plays out but i i played 10 hours ish 15 hours ish maybe of final fantasy 15 and absolutely despised that combat system yeah. it is garbage and the fact that it seems like they are taking that and just mapping it straight onto this makes me just so unexcited like yeah. it's there's nothing redeemable about that crappy, crappy combat system. So I will admit that has me a little concerned, but I'm still going to buy it if it comes out, when it comes out. You know what you could do? You could dust off that Switch that you got sitting over there and play actual Final Fantasy VII on it. Well, I could do that on my PC. That would be easy. You could also do that or your PlayStation, PlayStation 2, PlayStation 3, PlayStation 4, probably your cell phone. Yeah, as I say, I imagine I could probably do it on the the iPhone. So, yeah. So, uh, Final Fantasy VII, we'll see if it actually... We should know more by E3. It'll probably be another six years. Final Fantasy VII is one of, if not my favorite game ever. And so, I am one of the people that is basically fully against them remaking it just out of principle. And also the fact that everything that Square has released in the past decade, I feel like, is garbage. Makes me really not too excited for this. Or, I, I, actually, I take it back. Not everything that they've released. They've actually released some incredibly good stuff, or at least published some incredibly good stuff. Everything in the Final Fantasy genre, or Final Fantasy whole milieu over the past decade has been garbage. Oh, yeah, I completely agree with that. So, anyway, we'll find out more at E3. Uh, and I imagine we'll hear them come out and say that it'll be an Epic Store exclusive. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, no, no. Actually, it's going to coincide with the release of the Square Store. Yeah, there you Why go. Why not? There you we'll go. get another one out there. Uh, Epic is having a sale right now, actually. Uh, I was this close, this close from buying Satisfactory. Do uh, it. I might. It we'll is see. satisfying as hell. We'll see. It's uh, You guys keep talking about it, and I feel like I'm not doing it a... Uh, you- you know, earlier justice. I said 
earlier I said that we weren't going to talk about any games we've been playing outside of Gaming for Hope, but uh, me and Brant hopped into a multiplayer session, actually a couple multiplayer sessions now of Satisfactory, just to goof around a little bit and see what that's like. It is actually a lot of fun. How many people can you have in a multiplayer session? Uh, up to four. All right, so I could play with you three. All right, you you might have talked me into it. We'll see. We'll see. I'm, fantas- I'm, it is a fantastic game. I'm on the ledge, and right now this week, if I buy it, I get ten bucks off. So, eh, eh. We'll see. Um, but yeah, what else that's, are you gonna buy on the Epic Store? Nothing. That's the problem. So it, it literally in our in our show notes right now, I say Epic is having a sale on their games. It's meh because there's no uh, games to buy. <laughs> They're just like, like eh. you know, buy Metro or whatever, and yeah. No. Just buy Satisfactory. I might have to. You won't, re- you won't regret it. I'm, I'm sure I will, but we'll see how it goes. Uh, let's see. What else is in there for the news? We've been talking the news for a while. Oh, Sony and Microsoft, they're shaking hands quite nicely right now, which is uh, there's two things that I love about this. One, Sony and Microsoft are shaking hands, and a month ago they wouldn't even talk to each other about crossplay. So that's funny. Uh, and two, uh, the interesting part is Sony didn't tell the PlayStation team that they were going to make a partnership with Microsoft. So the PlayStation 5 team was like, they're actually kind of pissed about it. Because they have really? they have a gaming partnership with Microsoft. How, and PlayStation. how did they... Like, so Sony is a big multinational, and there are separate little... You know, there's a Sony Europe, there's a Sony America, Sony Japan sony worldwide type stuff going on on it but how the hell did they not think that that was something that maybe is important to tell your gaming division that that you were going to be making a partnership with their big rival yeah i that, that i when i read that i was like oh um that sounds fun <laughs> but so, so what are the details on this then so google comes in google is now this you know potential behemoth coming into the streaming gaming service yeah with, and uh, sony and microsoft are both uh crapping their pants about it and decide that they need to team up yeah so basically you have uh google chlamydia or whatever it's called stadia yeah no, that's go. right uh google stadia coming in and microsoft comes out and says well we are going to combat the streaming uh game service so we're going to build something and then I think they sat back and went, all right, guys, how do we build something? And they went, we we don't know. I have no idea. And then they're like, well, hey, why don't you just mirror whatever that PlayStation Now thing is you got over there? They got over there. And we're like, we don't even know how they do that. And so I think that's how the, the, the partnership happened. It was probably in clo- behind closed doors and super fancy talk. But it seems like nobody had any clue how to do it. And so they just said, well, let's just take two juggernauts and put them together and see if we can figure something out. So I feel like that's the the play they're taking, at least right now, is we have 99% of the console business wrapped up. How how can we not take our two, with our powers combined, how can we not be Captain Streaming Planet? You know what I mean? Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. So this is all going back to Gaikai. Yep, Gaikai. Exactly. Gaikai comes out, Sony buys Gaikai, Microsoft partners with Sony, Google beats all of them. PC right. gaming is still the place to be. Yep. Last last few pieces of news that are uh, noteworthy but not worthy enough to spend a ton of time on. Uh, Valve launched the mobile Steam app. Have you downloaded it yet? Why would I? Exactly. Well, actually, other question. I already have a Steam mobile app. So what are you talking about that they launched the Steam mobile app? Because uh, was... Every time I log in, it's like, hey, you have to do two-factor authentication, asshole. Yeah. What's the five-digit code? So uh, I think it has to do. I think you can actually like emulate your games on your mobile device from your Steam platform now. It's, it's that's what I'm reading at least. So uh, it seems like it's it might be kind of a cool idea. I don't remember what they called it. They called it something fancy or whatever. But it's funny because they announced like in the in the announcement they're like, oh well, you can now chat with your friends and keep tabs on the games they're playing. Like I can already yes. do that. Um, Thank you, Steam. <laughs> Finally. Finally, I have an app that does the same thing your other Steam app does. Fuck off, carrier pigeons. <laughs> I don't need you anymore. So yeah, apparently there's a new app, but I did hear, I did read um, some inklings that you can actually launch your game from your phone and it streams to the device through that app. So that, I mean, I don't know how well that's going to work through a 4G connection on your phone, but apparently you can do something like that. Poorly. 
I'm sure it'll work poorly as well. Extremely poorly. And then last but not least, the only reason this is in the news, because I think we probably knew it was going to happen, but because it's a pirate game, Skull and Bones from Ubisoft has been delayed again. Of course it has been. It's like the third time it's been delayed, and... Uh, this time it sounds like they they've kind of said they're gonna go back to the drawing board on a lot of stuff, uh, which which is unfortunate because uh, it sounds like at least from internal anonymous folks uh, that really the only content they had for the game was on the boat, and then they quickly realized that at some point in time you need to get off the boat. Yeah, um, you know, like pillage some cities or do something that pirates would do. So who knows where that's going, but. Uh, I actually, uh, this is a game that was announced the same time as, um, oh my god, we're going to go through this again. What the hell was that game on Xbox? Sea of Thieves? Sea of Thieves. They were announced at the same time at E3, like two years ago. Yeah, so I I mean, I was just going to bring up the fact that Sea of Thieves basically suffered from that exact thing. Sea of Thieves was fun sailing that boat around. Like, the first time you hop on that boat with a couple people, and one person's, like, raising the sails, and somebody's raising the anchor, and somebody else is plotting a course and everything, that's great. And then you realize there's literally nothing to do. You get off the boat and the combat is horrible and you just grab chests and go back and forth between islands and have to find the, the brown pig or whatever it is. Like, it just sucked. So yeah. if that's the same problem that these guys are running into where they've set up some sort of sea combat but they can't figure out what to do outside of that, that's... Yeah, you're going to run into the same issues. Yeah. So I think... Uh, I, I, here's my take on This is what I want this game to be. I don't know if it's what it's going to end up being, but give me... Assassin's Creed, right? But not like not like the goofy running up the walls, crazy like pirate type Assassin's Creed with the storyline. Sure. I don't I don't want to jump in and out of the freaking future and past and everything else. Give me a storyline where you're a, a pirate captain or whatever and you're playing through a story. Uh give me some good graphics. Give me an actual reason to keep playing, right? Cuz that that's the hard the thing with Sea of Thieves was you're absolutely right. It was fun. It was amazingly fun to to hop on the ship, figure out how to, you know, steer the ship, figure out how to shoot some skeletons, figure out how to shoot yourself out of a cannon, all these things, right? That was fun. Uh, first PvP battle, and you're in your ships, and you're fighting each other, that was a good time. Uh, and then you quickly realize, like, oh, I collected all this gold and all these rubies and everything else, and what does it get me? Uh, a nicer pair of pants, I guess? Sure. All right. And what do those pair of pants do for me? Literally nothing. I don't look like a hobo anymore. Got it. Yeah. Okay. So you no, know, you know, it's I. So I agree. Uh, Assassin's Creed Black Flag is the best pirate game we've had in a long time. Absolutely. What makes me sad is that we have completely gotten away from the genre of I want to be just a high seas pirate slash trader slash privateer slash whatever game. So we had Sid Meier's Pirates. Um, that was re-released like 15 years ago or something like that. Great fun game. Um, I remember playing uh, way back in the day on maybe Windows 95. It might have even been before that. Uh, I think it was called High Seas Trader. Which is oh, I loved High Seas. Build up a you know ship and recruit crew and plot courses and everything like that. And it's just we've gotten away from that sort of stuff, and instead it's just these dumb, almost like arcadey versions of. Oh, go shoot a skeleton because we can't put people in it for some reason. And then get back on your boat and sail to this island that's 20 feet away again. And yeah, it's just, it's not fun. Wasn't there a pirate MMO in beta testing like four years ago? There was a pirate MMO that came out uh, years ago that was not like, you know, well outside of beta and everything like that. Um, It it was okay, but it didn't really capture it. I don't remember the name of it now. I can't either. There have that, been things that have tried to do it. That would be something cool, right? Like do a do an MMO with you know you could be a pirate or you could be an admiral for like you know the lawful good side. Sure. Trying to catch the pirates, pirates trying to steal crap and you know raiding cities and all that. Like that would be kind of cool. But again, I'm not a game developer, so I'm sure someone's tried it and just said, "Oh, the water's too hard to render. We can't Never do it." Never gonna work. Sure. So. All right. Well. If that's all the news you've got, I've got a couple other things that I wanted to mention myself. Uh, Sweet. The first is that Sony seems to really be regretting this whole pulling out of E3 thing because they cannot shut up about PlayStation 5 info. 
and all of it is completely and utterly worthless at this point. Ooh, we've got a super epic mega SSD that we're not going to tell you about, but look, it can run old games super fast, guys. Isn't that neat? <laughs> um, like, seriously, guys, like, either shit or get off the pot. Like, release actual info on it outside of crappy videos of how fast Spider-Man loads. Um, you know, release some actual specs or just shut up. Like, yeah, God, I'm, I'm so over this, like, fake release info about stuff or things that are kind of sort of there but don't really matter you know oh it's gonna play 8k content but not really and whatever anyway e3 is coming up sony is obviously trying to get out ahead of it there is all sorts of stuff that has been you know kind of released by sony kind of released by industry insiders um advice to everybody out there just take it all with a huge grain of salt because right now all of this is completely worthless and meaningless right um, right and then the last thing that I wanted to mention, and this is almost kind of a, let's call it a two-week coin. I think it's probably about a two-week coin now. Uh, to Mr. Randy Pitchford for not being <laughs> in the news for being a gigantic jackass this week. So this is our equivalent of the uh, AA, you know, challenge coins or whatever. Here is Randy Pitchford's two weeks without being a dickhole. Oh, that, that is good news. I, good work, I... Randy. I sincerely hope that someone has him like tied to his chair and gagged in his office so he can't say anything or tweet right now. But just Randy, sit there, shut up, and let your game come out and make a bunch of money. Like I don't understand what your problem on is. On the Epic Store. On the Epic Store. Exclusively yeah, on the Epic Store. And that's all the news that we have for you. That's all the news that we have. But you know what? It was actually the uh, you know the the E three. Uh, conversation uh, as well as some of the others we talked about in the news is a good segue to what I want to talk about today. And this was this was my topic because uh, primarily I thought it was, it was I was watching some Twitch streamers the other day and it kind of just hit me. And actually, it was Ninja that I was watching at that point in time, and he kind of went off on a rant, and it it really hit me and caught me like, wow, holy crap! So I want to talk about digital content creators such as you and I in this podcast or yeah, we're, streaming we're or content right now. Right. Uh, so I want to talk about that. I want to talk about how easy it is to get into it uh, for two reasons. One, if anybody's interested in getting into it, it's super easy. And we'll talk about that. But also two, like Brian just said, take a lot of what you hear out there with a grain of salt, because it's not that hard to put a camera on your computer and put a microphone in front of your face and tell everybody what you think. Like we're oh, doing, and this is easy what we do right we're, now. We're doing it right now. So take everything with a grain of salt, including us. So I want to talk about that sort of stuff. I want to talk about um, kind of the downsides of doing it. Right. Like, I mean, I, you guys probably don't know, but Brian and I are texting today, like, are we going to do this podcast thing tonight? What do we want to talk about, right? When you take something you're passionate about and you turn it into a job, there's some downsides to it, right? Uh, and then the last thing I want to talk about is how much weight do content creators have when it comes to the success or failure of a game, right? So those are the, the oh, I thought you were things. I thought you were talking about how fat both of us are. Well, there's that too. Yeah, I'm, I am gaining a we have all weight. Content lately. creators have a lot of weight. Yeah, well, that's because they don't move from their chairs. That's why they have all these fancy chairs, because they don't have to move. So, so yeah, let's start with uh, hopping into creating content, right? How, what does it take to do it? So, Brian, I mean, I don't know what you're running over there. Right now, I have a, I have a blue Yeti. I have a, call it a $50 webcam, and a desktop that runs um, pretty much anything. But other than that, that's all it really took for us to get into it, right? I mean, it's relatively simple. Sure. Plus, you've got that fancy gaming chair. Oh yeah, yeah. You gotta have really the fancy nice gaming chair. It's got that lumbar support, which is really important when you're uh, creating some content. Yep. Um, no, so my setup is pretty similar. Uh, only even more crappy. Uh, I've got a blue snowball because I'm not gonna buy the the fifty dollar more expensive blue yeti, and I've got probably a twenty dollar webcam yeah, coming to you in glorious seven twenty p. Hey, you look great on my side. Thank I'm good you. with it. That's the costco the cost cutters haircut but anyway i, I was I, gonna I, I wasn't gonna mention the fact that you copied my hair completely by the way i pretty much did I it know. looks good though it looks I look up Nic to you nicole's like he's got the same haircut as you and i'm like damn he is sexy so anyway sorry uh yeah so as a whole uh there's some software you need like i mean we have a recording software that we can kind of do some post auditing with and things like that if you're going to do twitch streaming there's a ton of free software out there to stream OBS or Streamlabs OBS, they're super simple to get and download. Um, but getting into content creation is super easy. And the reason I want to talk about that part of this is, uh, and I kind of touched on it when we first kicked this off, 
Uh, there are so many content creators out there that have an opinion and they want to be heard and they have people that are listening to them. Like we have people listening to us or Ninja has people listening to him. Uh, and that really truly has shaped the way uh, gaming has grown over the last five, 10 years. Right. Um, sure. Yeah. It's been a huge part of how gaming has grown over the past five or 10 years. Exactly. And so it's crazy to me to think about um, how much you can take a simplistic step to start creating content or start doing things like that. And um, you don't even have to be good. You just have to be personable, right? Like I think of uh, who's who's my favorite content creator that's just bad at video games. There's got to be a few of them, right? I mean, so that's the thing. So you don't have to be good at video games. Actually, most of my content creators I watch are good at video games. But um, like, oh, Stone Mountain. You ever watch Stone Mountain? I have not. He's not great at video games, but I guarantee you've seen clips of him on Facebook. He's the dude who like he he dives into these like battle royales and he acts like he's a commander and just like using all those military terms and everything. It's freaking hilarious. But that's the thing. Okay. Like, he's not fantastic at video games, but he's fun to watch, right? And sure. he has a huge following, so then he has a ton of weight when it comes to um, things like that. Yeah, <laughs> Conan, no, I think. I think being entertaining is probably the biggest thing in it. Like, I'm even if somebody is fantastic, I'm not really going to sit there and want to watch their stuff if they don't also have a decent personality. Right, right. And that's I think that's an important step to all of it. I think the hard part with it, and this is more where, you know, um, so, like, I was, for a while, I was Twitch streaming three nights a week. Um, and... Uh, I love playing video games. Anybody who knows me knows that I would happily play video games three, four, five nights a week without a problem. Um, but when you start to take that thing you're passionate about and you put it, put a job behind it or a expectations, you put other people's expectations behind your gaming, right? So there were nights where I was like, you know, I really want to play WoW tonight, but I get more streamers watching me if I play Fortnite. So I'll play Fortnite. And it was like probably a year into it where I started realizing like I don't even have fun doing this anymore because I got to play all these stupid games that other people want to watch me play and uh, I don't know right and so there's a part of it that you have to be ready to accept like either you're gonna be a variety streamer and you're gonna not care what other people think and just you're just gonna play your games right which is kind of where I've started to mold to I stream less and I when I'm playing games I'll play whatever the hell I want I think I've played. A majority of my streaming recently has been on WoW, right? Um, and my viewership has dropped, but I, I think I've got to the point where it just doesn't bother me anymore. Like, the people that I like talking to are still there, like Branson chat right now. He says Conan O'Brien's a really poor gaming content creator. I would agree with that. There you go. There you yeah. go. Um, but, uh, you know, the people that I care about are still out there, and then the random people that come in to watch me be bad at Fortnite, I guess I don't really care anyway. Right? <laughs> sure. Um, but... That that's those are the things you have to consider while well, you know. But we've and I mean we've talked about this like so just to kind of I guess maybe wrap up that point we've talked about how gaming should be some level of escapism and it should be some level of stress relief it should be fun and so you know you can have stress in games that are going poorly if you get too wrapped up in it you can have stress in feeling like you you know don't have as much time to game as you want to or that you're trying to cram stuff in. Um, and I can see what you're saying of if you feel like you no longer are the one leading what you want to play and instead you're kind of being led around by what you feel like the fans want you to be playing, what they want to watch, that can kind of take away from it. Um, I mean, we saw this happen when Apex came out. Yep. Right? All these people jumped ship because that was the one that they were going to get all the views on. That's what the people wanted to see and that's what they were going to get the streams, you know, the, the views while they were streaming on. So... Screw Fortnite, let's all jump into Apex, and then let's quietly all migrate back away from Apex again. Right. Which leads into my next point, which is the weight a content creator has on the success of a game or the gaming industry as a whole, right? So the last thing I wanted to talk about in this particular setting is uh, I'm going to use the Apex um, example in this case. Apex Legends launched with 51 million subscribers or 51 million active players. Okay. And this is the only time I'll ever say EA was brilliant. Um, but EA paid 
the top battle royale content creators a buttload of money. I think they paid, uh, from what I saw, Ninja got like two and a half million dollars. Um, Good lord. Lupo made like a million dollars. Tim the Tatman made like a million dollars. They they dropped like thirty million dollars, but they did no advertising. Nobody even knew the game was coming out, right? Like, think about it. Had you ever heard of Apex Legends before it launched? No, I mean, I heard about it a couple days after it was out. Right. Nobody even knew about the game because nobody was talking about it. There was zero advertising, zero campaigning. None of it happened. They took their entire advertising budget and gave it to content creators and said, here's the deal. We're going to give you early access to the game so you can learn how to play it before it comes out. You can't play it on stream yet, but you got to play it X number of hours so you know how to play it so you can be good at it then you're going to exclusively stream it for x number of hours throughout the day um and then you're going to talk about it you can talk whatever you want you can talk good bad and different but they took that put it in front of all of twitch and 51 million people hopped on board because of content creators right and the reason i i thought about this com or this not comment, but this topic. This topic? Yeah, is I was watching Ninja the other day. I was I was at work. Sorry if anybody from work is watching. I was at work and I had him on in my headset. And he was talking about... Somebody mentioned something in his Twitch chat about how Fortnite is dead or whatever, right? And he kind of went off because they were commenting on something that uh, Tifu, who's another prolific streamer, said about Fortnite. Uh, and, and he was like, you know, here's the deal. Uh... This is the problem with people like me and Tifu and Lupo. Or we can't have an opinion without it affecting people's lives, uh, which makes it really hard. Like he said, when I, uh, you know, last expand or last uh, season, when I brought up the fact that uh, they completely broke the game by getting rid of Siphon and all this other stuff, like it seriously impacted their business and their ability to make changes because then they weren't. He's like, I, I sat down on conference calls with these guys because realistically they didn't want to make any more changes to the game for fear that it was going to set the content creators off even more and they were going to go into a downward spiral of bad right and there's something that's amazing to me about the fact that content creators have that much power um but i also feel like there's something that's kind of cool and it's almost like a check to keep the game developers in line um with some of these crazy changes they made like we've talked about uh on the show before um you know does the game developer owe us anything as the fan i don't think they necessarily do and we've said that but if they completely screw up the game that everybody loves playing the fact that we have content creators out there that have enough push to to voice their opinion and create it make a change uh, i think it's pretty cool sure no and i think that that is something that is really powerful it's Maybe you could think of some of these content creators as a more powerful voice that the common video game player doesn't have. I guess my concern on it is, you know, one guy's opinion, should it really be that strong? Right? You know, one person saying, hey, this character is broken, and everybody jumping in and saying, oh, yeah, totally, I completely agree, this character is broken, seems a little silly to me. Um, I mean, because I am a pretty prolific overwatch player i guess i almost kind of draw a parallel to the stuff that you see in overwatch league and yep. some of the stuff that happens as far as the meta in league or what certain players will say in league or do in league and everything and how that seems to trickle down and how you get these dumb things where it's like oh you know i saw this team do this strategy one time on this map which means that in my silver comp match that's totally what we need to be trying to do now um and you know I think that a lot of that also does trickle down into what happens as far as uh, changes that they make within the game itself then. You know, when you look at patches and how they tweak balance things and everything, it kind of ends up going to what you see from some of these really big league players who also are a lot of times also streaming a lot of what they do and everything outside of league matches. So, you know, in a way that you kind of have a parallel where it's these content creators saying, hey, this thing's broken, or hey, this is the way that things should be done, and now everybody kind of follows suit. Right, right. Yeah, and I agree. And I don't don't think... I'm on the same boat with you. I don't think one man and or woman should have that much weight in the success or failure of a game at all. Um, 
I do like the fact that there is something out there that keeps... I wouldn't even say the, the developers, because the developers, I truly believe, want to make a quality product that's just fun to play. I mean, most of these guys, I've met developers, most of these guys play the games that they build constantly, right? But the the greedy EAs and Blizzards of the world or Activisions of the world that want to just cut costs so they're going to make these changes super quick-like and you know not make them quality or whatever, I do like the fact that there is some some checks and balances in place to, to just ensure that um, everything's done at the quality that the gamers would expect. Sure. Um, but yeah, I agree. I don't know that the, the content creator, you know, again, any preteen raging Tyler, whatever the hell his name is, the freaking League of Legends dude who... You know, it's total straight up rage machine. Like anybody with a camera and some ability is going to be able to start expressing their opinion. And I, I don't exactly know how I feel about that. But I think it's nice to be able to have some people out there that could have a legit conversation with, you know, some of those companies and be like, look, you messed this one up, buddy. Right. Sure. So. Sure. And the fact that it seems like some of these companies are willing to do a little bit more of a back and forth or whatever, I think is actually. Like a fantastic evolution of things within the gaming world, right? You know, back in the day, there would be no way that fans could ever get back to the developers. So I think this is kind of a a cool thing. I just, I worry a little bit about content creators being this powerful, where they could completely make or break a game in certain genres. Sure, sure. The other thing that kind of tweaks me a little bit, I didn't say tweak my melon because we said that the last time, but I just said it anyway. The other thing that really like is is hard for me from a content creator perspective is can like how much can you actually trust their opinion? You know what I mean? Like that's why I would say take it with a grain of salt because like Ninja makes a boatload of money, so I don't really think that necessarily though he does have quite a few endorsements and he knows that he uses them right. But like if you have some of these newer content creators you start following that got say say they're just got partnered or whatever. And they're like, oh my god, this OPC chair is just amazing. It's the best chair I've ever owned in my life. I can't even imagine owning a different chair. And then you like, the, he accidentally drops his camera and it pans over to his DX racer that he uses 99% of the time, but he has to stream on his OPC chair, you know? Like, that sort of stuff is also hard for me to kind of like, yeah, I know you said you really like X, Y, and Z, or use the, the Razer Naga 3 because it's a better mouse, but... Is it really because it's a better mouse, or is it really just because they're paying you to say that? They gave, right? you, a, they gave you a free mouse and are going to fill up your bank account if you just tell everybody how much you love it. Right, exactly. So I, I think those are the those are the big the downsides of content creators. Um, but as a whole, I do I like the fact that they're out there. I think you know I candidly I'd rather watch someone stream video games than watch baseball or watch most TV. So I. I guess it doesn't bother me on that front, but. Sure. No, it's, I watch very little uh, video game content out there. Not necessarily because I am not into it, but mostly because I don't have time to do it. Um, but there are definitely nights where there's nothing on TV and I just have to get some work done or something like that, where I will pull up somebody on Twitch or I'll watch some uh, VODs or something like that and just kind of, you know, have it on as background noise, catch up on, you know, matches in Overwatch League or whatever's going on in Dota 2 in the International or those sorts sure. of things. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of that's really cool. And I've, I've actually watched a couple of people playing some Satisfactory just to kind of get ideas of how people are setting up their factories or something like that. Like it's, I think it's, for me, I don't use it to watch super competitive things. I'm not trying to pick up skills. I'm not trying to pick up anything like that. I just want to be kind of entertained and have something cool in the background. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're a total nerd, by the way. You're a total nerd. Copying other, copy other people's factories. Jesus. That's not a nerd thing. That's a, that's a satisfying thing. Uh, that's fair. It's saddest nerdery. Anyway. <clears throat> All right, buddy. Well, let's go make some Overwatch content here. I think we should probably think? do that. That sounds fun. If somebody wants to reach out to us, how should they do that? Well, the first and easiest way is on Facebook. If you go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash GG podcast, we are out there. 
Um, that community is chillaxing, waiting to answer questions and or just say hi. So go check us out out there. Um, if you're like Branton Chat and don't have Facebook, you can hit us up on Twitch. Uh, we stream uh, every podcast live Wednesday nights, usually around 8.30 to 9 o'clock Central Standard Time, which makes it a really late night for Brian, but he's a trooper. Um, you can check us out uh, on my Twitch channel, Ignatio13, I-G-N-A-T-I-O-1-3. Uh, emails. We have emails. So, uh, ggpodcast at trinitygamers.com is a good email address to hit us up at. Uh, we've validated multiple times now that it does work. So, send us over an email, uh, and we will more than likely read it on stream and say, ha ha ha, that was a silly question, or hey, that was a good question, or maybe we won't read it if or it was some a really combo bad both. question. Yes, yeah. exactly. Uh, Twitter at ggpodcast1, and last but not least, uh, we do this for free, which is awesome. But if you feel like you want to throw money our way for some odd reason, like, well, I mean, Brian's haircut looks pretty awesome. I don't know if you guys can see it in Twitch, but it's a good looking haircut. But he needs. The kids say it's on fleek. Yeah, it's on fleek, as the kids say. Yeah. All the kids but, are uh... saying right now. I walk down the street and all the kids are just stopping me. <laughs> but, uh, you know, to help pay for Brian's haircut, just go over to the Patreon. So we're at patreon.com forward slash GG podcast. Throw a buck at us a month, and uh, we can get Brian a couple haircuts and an extra Blue Moon or whatever, or he's, whatever he's drinking blue there. Blue Moon. Uh, oh. I'm drinking a Fairwinds Brewing Company Howling Gale IPA. Are they a sponsor? Drink local. They... I wish. You should call them up. Be like, hey, I podcast about video games. You want to sponsor? I'll drink your beer on podcast. I'll do it. And then I'll <laughs> actually drink my Bud Light and off camera. Bud Brent. Light. Beer of video game champions. Brand said he was going to donate right up until the point you said on fleek. Now he's out. Ah, that's fair. That's fair. Well, buddy, right, buddy, let's uh, let's go create some some Overwatch content. Sounds good. Thank you for listening and watching, everybody. GG, well played. GG, everybody. Good night.